review, y'all. Jump. The rest of the film. Jump. With my boy, John Hastings. John Hastings open his bitch. And that new Dylan got broke. Dylan got. So what you got? You know what it is. Come on. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the rest of review. I'm good comedian John Hastings. Here's phoning it in, Dylan Gott. Go ahead, Dylan. Yeah, baby. This week we're doing demolition. Here comes the ass. Here comes the rashes. Oh, no, you've got to you- get special acrema. You have sex <laughs> with a rat. Um, sung by Rick Darren. <laughs> also known as the Fat Road Warriors. I gotta tell you, I've always preferred them to the Road Warriors when I was a kid. I was like, the Road Warriors, I'm like, ooh, they got spike shoulders? These guys look legitimately fucking terrifying. Like, the Road Warriors, it felt like someone told them to dress like that. Demolition, it felt like they showed up like that. And they're like, you guys wrestlers? And they're like, no. Oh, okay, well, you are now. Road Warriors, they were like movie toughs demolitions uh biker pedophiles yeah. demolition looks like the guy who works at a, Zan- at a hockey rink uh who drives a zamboni what he puts on to be comfortable when he gets home that's demolitions look yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's his, his this is zamboni driver loungewear this is what this guy uh this i totally would believe it's what a zamboni wear dr- driver wears while you uh cuckold his wife let me put it this way uh, road warriors are city apocalypse, demolition, rural apocalypse. <laughs> it's a very weird thing. We can. Do you want to start talking about that? The difference between those teams right off the hop, or do you want to get a little? I bit think we have to because we're going to talk about the teams. Re- the difference between re- the t- this is the plan. We'll talk about the teams' differences right off the hop. Yeah. Then we're going to talk about the last time they wrestled a match. Get ready to be real sad, and then we will go through their entire history as a team. Um, also, for those of you who are wrestling review purists, this, of course, episode features Barry Darso, and he is tr- he is the Jesus of the wrestling review. He is our God. We love we love a man who's had multiple gimmicks for really no reason. Oh no, he's not God. He's Moses. He is Moses. He's John the Baptist. Because he was the first one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's the first he one. He came down with the message. He came down with the message of uh, being quiet because you are indeed Obese. overweight. Yeah. How about you tone it down because you've had a couple of too many calories today? Is, is... <laughs> Are you sure you need to eat that? Maybe you should just cut out the bread. You can still have the meat. Also, maybe be quiet. Very darso. Maybe if you could just lower your voice. It's carrying... It's carrying because of your bulbous belly. Um, so here are the differences between um, Demolition and the Road Warriors. Bruce Pritchard says they're different. That's the only difference. They're exactly the same team. They're just two bruisers with face paint and spikes on the way to the ring that should be bad guys. Yeah, but I think... But they beat them up so good. The main so- difference that I see is it's so weird that is that the WWF characters... Before this and after this, always you would think would be the Road Warriors because they're younger, they are they have better hairlines, they're on the juice. The Demolition guys seem like it sounds weird, but like if you looked at those two teams, you would think with no context for who did what when, you'd be like, oh, those guys did it first. The fat guys did it first. The fat guys were the Crockett guys because these guys are like actually wrestlers. They don't like just go in the ring and be like, uh, well. 
I'm gonna punch you in the stomach because I've done an, uh, your cocaine and my cocaine. Like, it's well, like, let me say this. I well have not slept in a year. <laughs> I don't know if my eyes are bleeding or my nose is bleeding, but something's bleeding. Well, I left the tour with a wife, animal. Now, I live in a motel. Um... <laughs> yeah also the authors of the greatest interview of all time when they said they would rape rick flair <laughs> um but it, i we, they that was their best single interview overall the demolition promos were i i'm sorry i felt were better they had an energy they were fast this is something that no one remembers about the um, Road Warrior promos, but I watched a few waiting for Dylan to wake up because he spent too much time watching Age of Ultron last night while his wife was having sex with other people. It was people. 20 minutes late. We were 20 minutes late. That's great. No. On time. Punctual. We're recording on opposite time zones. So, John, it's, what is it, 11.30 for you? Yeah, and I want to go to sleepy. It's my day off <sighs> Yeah, well, don't fucking stay up, man. Jesus. Hey, listen, I went and had a bunch of beers. We've been recording early morning for me and at night for John, which is literally the antithesis of how we live our lives. So that's why these podcasts are hoarse. That's why you're hearing me vape right into the microphone sometimes because we're both fucking exhausted. And the fact that it's not just us talking about that for the last like three months we've been very we did we did the whole hardcore holly trilogy compromise guys. yeah and well that said the second episode i was not conscious for the second episode i was you were not conscious. i still had the flu and i did the whole episode like a fucking champ it's very noticeable but i'm still there now listen um demolition it's it's clear Vince McMahon saw the road wars couldn't get the road wars because it was at a time when JCP and other entities were very much. I would believe he couldn't get the Road Warriors because it was like, Hey, Vince, this animal. How about this? I wait. Okay, here it is. Okay. I be a metro man, then I real fuck Elizabeth. No condom. Hawk wants to do blow off Hulk Hogan's dick, then suck it actually off his body at Mania. Plus million dollars a year. And they were like, um, no. And then JCP was like, do you want this cocaine? And he's like, now you're speaking my language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Um. <laughs> now you're talking road warrior. How about this? I beat up a little girl. You hide her body. Road warriors. What is also interesting is Demolition, as you pointed out, are they were two big workers in the territories. They were Mr. Wrestling 2 and... Crusher Khrushchev, I believe. And those are guys that just... Crusher Khrushchev, baby. They, those are just guys that basically had to go around the territories and make people look good. They might get established as a local champion and win a couple of matches, shit like that. So it's one of those things where the Road Warriors were basically the Hulk Hogan. They were the Hulk Hogan of the NWA. They never lost. And when they did, it was so they could go somewhere else for a bit and come back immediately and beat the fuck out of everyone. Well, Demolition were just guys that knew how to work and could work with everyone, which is why you'd keep the tag team titles on them in the same reason you kept Ric Flair, the belt on Ric Flair. Now, uh, here's the main difference between uh, Road Warriors and Demolition, if you ask me, which is the Road Warriors were forced to retire 
uh, in due to death, due to the death of a uh, hawk. Well, when do you think demolition stopped wrestling? Don't look at the end of the package. Just guess. Oh, I know this. It was like maybe they're still going because these are territorial wrestlers. Like you can do a chidlock until you're ninety. It's twenty seventeen. They stopped. Bill Eady retired in 2017. Bear in mind, he was fired from the WWE because they're like, your heart's so weak, you're going to die in the ring. Get out of here. And he's like, no, no, it's fine. I'm from Portland. (laughs) I don't think you understand that I'm a raw foodist. Anyway, I've got to go read a paper on lattes. I don't think what you don't understand is I'm a fucking... No protection sexually. <laughs> the sex ed I had as a kid just said, make babies fast. Yeah. Here's the thing with Bill Eady. So let's talk about it. So the demolition is formed when Vince McMahon sees the Road Warriors and goes, gets me that. And then Bruce Pritchard calls them and is like, yeah, hi. And he's like, oh, this sounds like I'm talking to Dino Hernandez. And that scares Hawk because he, at the time, Hawk was trying to eat a lot of cocaine. So it got him really scared. So they decide to make their own demolition. They go for Bill Eady. I don't know where the miscommunication came from where it was like, oh, we need to get the Road Warriors. We need two big muscly guys. I know. We'll get a doughy weird man with a gravelly voice and the weirdest comb over of all time. And they brought him in. They brought in Moondog Rex. Moondog Rex had been big in the territory. The uh, fans recognized him. They start. They started chanting Moondog. Vince McMahon was like, Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. This is this would be like if uh if my wife went, Hey Dylan, can you get a can you get a TV with a with a like a we can play um we can play uh movies on? And I was like, Alright and I came home with like a a picture a picture tube TV with an HDMI port and then she's like, What the fuck? And I'm like, Well, he's got an HDMI port. <laughs> is this the first one they ever made with HDMI? Yes. Yes, it is. I mean, I don't think I've ever heard a metaphor take longer and still go nowhere. Dude, the original demolition looks like me and Bill Eady. Yeah, that's true. It's just it's you and also you. It's it's you and then me from two. It looks like two guys who are, could be strong. Yeah, <laughs> they look too. Because that's the best thing about the demolition on the indies. It's not the demolition on the indies for the most part uh, was. Moondog Rex and Bill Eady. And they're like, it's demolition. What? Yeah, they, but they were the demolishers. They weren't, they were, because they own, because Bill Eady tried to sue for the cop. We are getting ahead of ourselves. So it's Bill Eady, Moondog Rex, Moondog Rex. They chant for him. No, we need someone with a physique. All the people with physiques were dead that day. So they got Barry Darso, who grew his hair long, painted his face, and what a fucking team. They come in, they're under the tutelage of Mr. Fuji. And they just start beating people up. They basically copy the Hulk Hogan strategy or the Road Warrior strategy and put them over fucking huge. They're a fucking cut a fucking. I don't know where I was going with that. Basically, every Saturday they beat up two guys named Rick and Bill in a really decisive, brutal right. way. And Fuji laughed. Um, also, great points to the demolition. The idea that Mr. Fuji also wore face paint while he was managing them, fucking awesome. Now, the one weird thing about it, though. Is why, if they're going to be bad guys, would you give them that Rick Derringer song? Because that's the best fucking music of the 80s in the WWF. Yeah, it made no sense. It barely made no sense. It's like, 
I think maybe this is a not like when you say or we've talked about this before. Sorry that WrestleMania two was really when Vince McMahon learned about a branding and b filming a television show properly because before that it was just because of well, Dick, Dick Dick Ebersole coming in for Saturday Night exactly event. yes so. This may have been when he was like, ooh, I can do all these things with music licensing and stuff like that. Bring in Rick, Rick Derringer briefly to work for the company. That didn't work because Rick Derringer is an actual musician. and was like, I'll need royalties. And Vince was like, ah, you're not a king. <laughs> no, you'll work like for cocaine steroids like they all do. Yeah. Um, but that that's when he's like, okay, Rick Derringer wrote them a song. Good. Rick Derringer wrote them a song. And then he hears the song and he's like, that's a good song. And then he sees it in practice like, oh no, I've spoiled the thing I'm trying to do. Yeah, that's the thing is he, he spoiled having this great heel tag team. Because here's the thing with like a team like Demolition, you could put them against Hulk Hogan and another opponent and people would be like, these guys might beat the fuck out of Hulk Hogan. Instead, it's so clear. But here's yeah. the crazy thing is, they were heels for such a long time, but it, it's if you watch the course of their debut, they basically debut, and it's them heading straight for Strike Force at WrestleMania four, heading like beelining for them, and this is the end of Strike Force. Strike Force being Rick Martel and who Dylan Tito Santana. Tito Santana. It is WrestleMania four. Sorry, I was double checking that. It was WrestleMania four, and it's a great fucking match because you have. A, the crowd is kind of on demolition side because they're so different than everyone else on the card. B, great spot with Fuji dropping the cane in the ring. Also, Jesse Ventura explaining why it was okay that he dropped the cane in the ring because Strike Force had been double teaming so much. I watched this match. I fucking love this match so much. And also, you have this great spot of Tito Santana accidentally hitting Rick Martel, Rick Martel getting hurt and leaving the match at the very end. So it's this weird combination of like, they didn't even need to cheat to fucking win they were it was a handicap match anyway but they just fucking wanted to hurt strike force so fucking badly and that's how rick we get the rick the model martel and also tito santana is so sad he gives up being a mexican person and moves to spain and becomes el matador <laughs> yes lovely 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 shit um but they so the original demolition was the moon uh, was obviously moon dog and Bill Eadie. The original evolution, uh, Demolition also had Jimmy Valiant as their... Oh, sorry. Johnny Valiant as their manager. And if you guys have never seen Luscious Johnny V, it's annoying. It's like... It's pretty weird that this guy... He just like... He just like trying to be a funny heel, but just kind of didn't work. And it would be like... Imagine if the Road Warriors were just managed by like... I don't know who... Uh, Scotty Flamingo. <laughs> just because I got a lot of money and I love to play uh, polo. Johnny Valley was basically the. F He's like a guy trying to be a fun bartender. Have you ever had that guy? That's funny. That's really funny. <laughs> Why don't I spin this scotch bottle around while I pour the drink? Please just pour the drink, man. I'm. <laughs> I want this not because I'm in a good mood. <laughs> I just want it. I just want the day to be I over. was in Ottawa once, and the bartender, we ordered, like, there was a beer special that was, like, something, something white, and the bartender was like, white is right, white power, and my buddy Matt just was like, I'm not paying for this beer, you're being racist, and it was a, <laughs> it was a great power move, because Matt is a white guy, but had just been sailing, and it's Ottawa in the winter, so he was tanned, but it looks very natural to him, so Matt looked 
vaguely ethnic, and I could see that this guy could not go, could not do a classic Canadian move, it's not racist, we're both white, because in Canada that means time to say the N-word. Instead, he just had to let Matt have a free beer. It was a big power move. Also, I just heard Dylan fart through the microphone. That's a that was a that burp. was a burp. Yeah, buddy. You need to go to a doctor. You need to go to a doctor because apparently you got to stick up your ass. Yeah, man. I put it there. Nice. I like the feeling. I like <laughs> I like that it was like uh yeah you looked a bit ethnic because he was sailing. <laughs> yeah, well, you know people that sail. You're a nerd. Yeah, man, he's he's a professional sailor. He sails boats down from Massachusetts down to St. Martin. That's nerdy. It's not nerdy. Oops. Yeah, it is. Ooh, I sail, nerd. Real men, canoeac. That's why you combine a canoe and a kayak, and you do both at the same I mean, time. It'd be the most stupid boat ever. <laughs> yeah, you're sitting in a double canoe kayak. It's it's actually pretty lit. Um, also, your friends are way bigger nerds than mine. The amount of your friends that still have back knee, and also whenever they introduce a girlfriend, everyone goes, no, that's your friends. No, your friends are No, like my that. friends are fucking cool. Here's one of your friends. Uh, this guy is actually organizing his own, vegan, his own vegan festival. Here's one of my friends. He once referred to uh, <laughs> me as a jeans guy. <laughs> I mean... Because he wears... Sw- sweatpants so much (laughs) oh yeah you're a jeans guy and i was like no that's everybody dude like you're a sweatpant guy you can't just say (laughs) you can't just switch it up here's what here's what i don't like about you were clearly joking about that vegan festival thing but a friend of mine is setting up his own vegan comedy festival also i know exactly which one of you uh, he's also would be my friend but definitely your friend who said jeans guy (laughs) (laughs) do you know this everyone knows this Barry Darso gets into demolition. Um, obviously, he was Crusher Khrushchev, but he was a bouncer at Grandma B's, and he did powerlifting, but apparently he forgot to do the steroids that made him cut whatsoever. So he's just Super like, strong. hey, that dad's strong. Yeah. <laughs> it's also like he clearly what it was was because he hung out with Kurt Henning, Road Warrior Hawk, Road Warrior Animal, Rick Rude, and like those are all his – he all went to high school with those guys, and it's clearly what happened was they, they all did steroids, and he was like – Oh, Rick keeps just showing guns to babies. I'm going to avoid these steroids. Also, it must be so weird that everyone else there is so good. Everyone else you went to high school with is so fucking good at wrestling. And dead, too. And he's just still alive and fine. That's the thing, but Barry Darso was one of those people that he was... He kept trucking along. Also, Barry Darso was a much better wrestler than you're giving him credit for. He... Created a lot of very distinct characters with very distinct movesets that do not move anywhere close to the same. No, I mean, he's good. It's just like... Yeah, he's not Kurt... Hen- like, what if your core fr- friend group were all, like, famous, amazing, distinct wrestlers, and then you're just, like, a guy who's yeah, his good? His friend group were three of the most... Like, four of the most significant men in modern wrestling. Yeah, yeah like- exactly. And they, were, and they were bouncers together, and that's where he came up with the phrase, like... Shut up! You're fat. Hands it up! Hey, hey, you! Wanna get in the club? Do that, you're fat, man! <laughs> That's what I love. Where am I now? Russian? Okay. Alright. Shut up, badass! Okay, now I'm demon guy? Wearing leather? Okay. Shut up, badass! I'll do it all the time. I'm a golfer? 
shut yeah. up. Yeah, all right, I'm going to stay on this fucking truck and wear a mask. I'm fucking naked about I'm repossessing it. Like you repossess sandwiches, man, you're fat. Ha <laughs> ha. I'm a truck now. Ha <laughs> ha. I'm a truck. I do wish it. Yeah, it was. There was a point in WCW where he was almost a truck. Not almost. <laughs> truck driver or a truck? Uh, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Okay. Shut up, fat. I don't know why. Like everyone's like, "Oh, the Ding Dongs was the worst gimmick." I was like, "They made Barry Darso a truck." Barry Darso's gimmick was he's a truck, not a trucker. He's the blacktop bully. He's a truck. I don't know, man. John Tense's gimmick where he was a shark. Because Barry Darso turned I'm a truck into I'll just play it as a trucker, but Ta- John Tedder was like, no, I am a shark. <laughs> what a nerd. John Tedder sails with John. <laughs> yeah. And he goes, he went to a bar and he's like, can I eat the beer? And then John was like, shut up, John Tedder. I was hanging out with my like, friend okay. Dylan and he made them blend a sandwich into a glass and then he drank it and went, if it's not solid, there's no calories. And now he has a new type of diabetes you can see. Me and John were hanging out and just looking over our DVD collections because we still have those. I'm alive still. <laughs> I do still have a DVD collection. It's my mom's basement. It was very extensive. <laughs> that used to be a thing where it was like look at all the dvds that guy has that was like three years and then the internet and now you're a loser i but the best part of it by the way was when the internet came in and hmv was trying to fucking cling on for dear life with all of their various locations you could get like every good movie like these high-end like like a month before the dvd was a hundred bucks now they're like five bucks just take it yeah yeah, please. This plastic is really weighing us down. Like here. I remember, I bought the, the complete series of the show Sliders for fifteen dollars, new. <laughs> I mean, why'd you buy the complete series of the show? I Sliders? really liked it when I was a kid. Upon rewatch, real bad. Woo, not good. <laughs> it's a Canadian sci-fi show. It's, it's not like, a Canadian sci-fi we're show. We're under attack from. That guy's dog. Nope. You're thinking you you're thinking of Andromeda. On. Sliders was on before the X Files and started Was Andromeda Canadian? Yeah, Andro- Andromeda was Canadian. That's why that's why the girl from um oh not believe it or not. Oh fuck busy and fucking what's her tits. She, that's why she was on Andromeda. Oh, that's very funny. Yeah. John, did you know I this? Did, I, I didn't know that I knew this much about fucking Canadian television. I now need to look up the name. Everything Everything just sticks with you at that age. If you see something from like 12 to 15, you don't have a choice. Now you know that thing. But this is a really good tag team because it's it's just doing how tag team should be, which is we don't have anything for these two old men. Not old men, sorry. Barry Darso's young, but he looks old already. We don't have anything for these two skilled wrestlers. Let's put them together and truly by being the, the sum of their parts is greater than them individually. Bill Eadie, of course, we should talk a bit about Bill Eadie's time in the business before this. Um, the show is called Ready or Not. The show is called Ready or Not. Fuck. It's called Ready or Not. Go ahead, Dylan. <laughs> Bill Eadie was uh, been a wrestler for 15 years at this point. Um, he had adopted the gimmick, the mass superstar in the NWA and the WWWF. Also, previous to this, he was part of the machines in WWF. Um, where they were trying, basically scooting towards having a Ward Ro- Road Warriors-esque tag team. Now, here's another weird thing. I don't know why these guys get so much flack for being a ripoff 
of the Road Warriors when that happens in every other thing in wrestling ever. And these guys, I think, catch flack because they got over, oddly. Like, the Renegade did not get over. Got over in my heart, man. But Demolition Always did. Always preferred the Renegade to the Ultimate Warrior. I love the Renegade as a kid. I like him now I was like, adult. oh, cool, another Ultimate I Warrior. I prefer him. Yeah. Everyone just shits on him and he killed himself. That must yeah, suck. Yeah, and he was a male, male stripper, so you know what that means? He saw a lot of titties. Can't disrespect that. <laughs> I'll take a male stripper over a racist any day, and that was the choice of Ultimate Warrior-esque One characters. problem is <laughs> that there's a lot of male strippers that turned out to be racist. I, I know one of them. Really? We know one. Really? Oh, we do. YOLO. But the, yeah, he was in the machines, which would like he would sometimes team with Andre the Giant. Uh, they would just wear masks and uh, just big boys who would push people over and take all their money. But then, of course, he debuts his demolition. The actual debut of demolition is at the Survivor Series in a five-on-five five, uh, match where five babyface teams faced five heel teams. And really good way to debut somebody, but basically Demolition loses uh, their part of the match when they shove down the ref. Now, it's great. They lose, but of course, are not pinned. They don't lose on WWF TV until they lose the tag titles they won from Strike Force. Yeah. That's how long... And who did they lose those? Ta- well, and also the, they eventually, by the way, Mr. Fuji and them part ways at the Survivor Series. Mr. F- um, Mr. Fuji like gets angry at them, pulls down the ropes. One of them falls out. They uh, then attack them, and them and the Powers of Pain are both counted out. This sets up the Powers of Pain being Demolition's main adversary. Here's the problem: Demolition are actually good wrestlers, and the Powers of Pain were fucking terrible. So. It just yeah. basically became demolition trying to wrestle two f- bed frames, with Mr. Fuji just on the back or just um, on the ring apron, just yelling and laughing. Fuji, by the way, said that he moved to the powers of pain because the tag titles had gone to demolition's head, and now they were disrespectful. It was a great explanation, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and the the real. Road Warriors knockoff for my pa- money is the powers, powers of, pain. of Pain. And by the way, the Powers of Pain were literally created just to be opponents for the Road Warriors and then gave us such great stories as either um, Kurt Henning or Shawn Michaels tried to put steroids in uh, the Warlord's butt and a bunch of gurgling water came out and he said, you're full. <laughs> that sounds like Kurt Henning. Yeah. People attributed to Shawn Michaels and I'm like, there's no way Shawn Michaels is that witty. Like, his jokes now are bully jock jokes. Like, just like, <laughs> just wanted to, yeah, you're bad, though. Well, also, Shawn Michaels' pranks all involve women that are 10 years younger than him and they're sleeping. What are you trying to say? Whereas Kurt Hedding's jokes would be like, yeah, Kurt was a really funny guy. One time he took Jake the Snake's car and it caused his divorce. Yeah. Oh, man, Kurt's so funny. What was the prank? I just... Just ruined yeah, his car. Kurt, such a funny guy. One time, my daughter, she was swimming, and Kurt just put a pool cover over the pool. She died. It was a sick prank. My wife, she committed committed suicide as a result. Yeah, yeah. It was real good. Dylan, let's take a fucking break for plugs, and then we'll come back, and you'll fucking waste my time more with chatting. Your time is not valuable. 
I've been taking a real estate exam this whole time and fucking killing what it on you, the show. What have too. you been writing? John is not valuable. Have you been writing it with your fucking hands or with your fucking dick, bud? I'm writing it with my huge dick and my balls. I've been using my dick and my balls to write about demolition. They're so slick and I'm eating cheese. Nice. After this. Hey, Dylan, have you ever thought about giving us money because we fucking do a good fucking job for these fucking ungrateful fans? They're all pieces of shit. Every fucking week, we take time to research this show, then forget most of it and talk about who would like to come on. Yeah. And by, I think that deserves money. And by we, we mean a guy we've met a few times, and he needs money because I keep promising to pay him, but then I say, no, haven't earned it. Why? <laughs> yeah. I spend the money on candy and hummus. Separately, I don't. I don't dip the candy in hummus. That would be a Old taste. Snickers sensation. bar hummus. Hastings over here needs money. Patreon.com backslash wrestler review, or rate and subscribe on iTunes, or do both. And here's another one. Fucking shut the fuck up, buddy. Yeah. Right now, are you talking? Are you talking? Are you talking to me? Where are you listening on? Were you doing dishes? Turn, fucking turn, break all your dishes, you fucking bitch. Yeah. <laughs> shut your cock washer, and use your fucking dick grabbers. To give us some fucking money. Welcome back. Now, Dylan, you elaborate, you elaborate, or uh, you hinted at it, which is the demolition eventually lose the tag team titles to. Ooh, I hinted to who? Who do they lose it to? They lose those goddamn tag titles to the Brainbuster. The Brainbusters are Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson. They come into uh, the WWF much like uh, Barry Darso did, which is they had huge problems with money when it came to Jim Crockett, and we're like, "Fuck you, we're leaving." Uh, the uh, Tully Benjamin and Arn Anderson, by the way, were some of the lowest paid people that weren't jobbers on the roster. And they were just like, can we have some more money? And they're like, mm, no. Which is insane. That's that's absolutely insane. They're, they're, they're the t- some of the top performers. They obviously are the reason that like guys like Luger and at this point Sting are starting to get over really hard. That's It's, it's fucking nuts. But that's not needed to be said. What is needed to be said is uh, that the demolition has turned face at this point. Now, John talked about it briefly, but Mr. Fuji turns on Demolition to join uh, the Powers of Pain, basically because, as John said, their theme song was great. They always won. Why are they cheering against Demolition? And they had one of the first, for being two big men who didn't move no good, they had one of the first new wave of tag team moves that looked amazing. Their finisher, which was the backbreaker knee drop. Which just fucking kill guys. Oh, it was no, it wasn't a knee drop, it was an elbow drop. Get it wrong one more time and I'll cut your fucking oh, sorry. dick off. Why would I get it wrong one more time? Um if you don't you fucking dare. No answer. Sail away, pretty boy. What was that move? And called, then my David? friend sailed <laughs> nerd. That's you. Uh, what was that move called? It was called the uh, what they did to John's mom after the fucking match. Yeah, they call it running, <laughs> running a train and hiding all the towels so she walks back to her room still gooey. <laughs> what was the... Um, no, it was called... I think it was called You Fuck My Wife While I'm Wearing Just Latex in the Corner. Don't need to touch it. I'm spooping everywhere. Yeah. That was the full name. It's just called the... Ay, 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 ay. <laughs> I would like uh, 
as we always do, we play the game, what would they have been in the Attitude Era and leather-clad cuckolds? Oh, they would have been, they would have just been, Val Venus would have been like, I fucked your wife, and they were like, oh, we're cool with that. And then Val Venus would have gotten weirded out and then pinned. <laughs> oh, disgusting, grossed out. Oh. Um, it's, so the Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard, Demolition Feud, was considered amazing because these are actual wrestlers able to wrestle each other. Yeah. Even if you watch jobber matches with the fucking demolition, they are fucking great. They give them some offense, then they fucking pick, pick them apart and destroy them. Another big fucking point towards demolition that Road Warriors never had, which is the Road Warriors looked great and could do a five-minute version of their match, but they were also just really nice guys. So people in the Crockett locker room liked them, and they were there first, so they get a lot of respect. But I guarantee if those the Road Warriors had been WWF guys, Jim Cornette would have thought they were fucking crap. Oh, 100%. And the weird thing about, I mean, I want to talk about, obviously this whole thing is leading up to the feud that they they do have with the Road Warriors. But I think the weird thing about the Road Warriors is once they come into the WWF, like, the jig is kind of up. By which I mean, Hawk, essentially, Animal always looks good. Like, Animal always looked good. Hawk is now doing, he's he's still doing the amount of blow he does, but it's clearly affecting how many times he goes to the gym because he Hawk starts to look more like a member of Demolition, if you know what I mean. Just like a big dude who's strong, but not cut. Like, Hawk used to be fucking crazy cut. What's also weird about um, Hawk as he gets older is he gets that weird sort of like alcoholic he used to do steroids body. Which is, it's like, he has a very thin layer of liquid over his entire body. That's exactly it. Yeah. He gets the old protein shake body, where it's like, I'm puffed up. Yes! He's like, he just spend more time. He keeps trying to spend time in a sauna. <laughs> exactly. But, so Demolition feuds with the Twin Towers for a minute. Uh, they, of course, are feuding with the Brain Busters. Um... They go in one and two in the Royal Rumble, which everyone remembers because they immediately fight each other. And then as soon as Andre the Giant comes in, uh, they turn on Andre. Andre does cost them the World Tag Team Championship. So they're, oh, they're also peeved at Andre. But it's also good because it, once again, keeps them strong. Like, they, who fucked them over? Oh, the undefeatable Giant. Yeah, the guy that over. only Hulk Hogan beat one time. That's who fucked us. Like, it's... It's brilliant storytelling, yeah. and what's also amazing is it's like, they do this shit, WWF. This is really easy stuff. I don't know if in the history of wrestling, not to mention in the history of wrestling, because I'm sure there's obviously people, there's examples of this, but I don't know that I can think of someone offhand that had this big a push, and then something happened, and then they were like, oh, they're just going to lose now, other than demolition. But nothing really happened. They ran their course. Their course, to put this in perspective, we're talking about these all these feuds where if like you're if you're a wrestling fan then you probably remember all these names and this is all like stuff that we've heard about in in wrestling lore this is a four-year run yeah you think about it like the miz has been in wwe for now like 13 years this is a four-year run and they are really petering out in that last year like that last year they really fucking dropped down the old ladder which is fine. Yeah, it makes absolute sense because the Road Warriors come in. The worst thing to do would be, if, the, like, if it was now, here's what would have happened with Demolition. They would have been over, 
and then for three years they're over, and then that last year would have lasted ten more years, and they would have been ninety-five time WWF tag team champions just because they were around. But Triple H would have just pedigreed them into infinity for like three solid of those years, and then they try to recover them. No gimmick change. What do you think Demolition would have been during the Ruthless Aggression era? They would have, uh. They would have. I have the answer, by the way. Tried to c- come out of the closet against Billy and Chuck, but then stayed in the closet. And then they would have been like, "We went to a camp that made us think correctly." They would have been German German leather daddies, but didn't have German accents, so they just didn't speak. <laughs> That's good. They just discovered they were German all yeah, of a yeah, sudden. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we're bad kraut boys. <laughs> So this is the tour, of course, um, a tour of Japan that Bill Eady uh, collapsed. No, you missed you missed a fucking sp- step, which is tag team titles get thrown around like a hot potato. Brainbusters end up leaving to go back to the NWA. Demolition never get a chance to reclaim the belts. They end up on Haku and Andre the Giant, who form the Colossal Connection, and they have an amazingly weird match, WrestleMania Six. By the way, at this point, Andre's body is so fucked up, he's not allowed to be in regular matches on WWF television. He can only be in tag matches because they're very concerned about his body and performance. Uh, only time, by the way, Vince McMahon has ever showed compassion in that way to a wrestler it, that didn't involve him firing him was protecting Andre in this manner at WrestleMania 6. Demolition beat Haku and Andre the Giant for the tag belts. Not only that, it is such a big... It's They are an instrumental part in Andre turning babyface again. At the end of the match, ba- Andre beats the fuck out of Bobby Heenan. This leads to them all going to Japan. Not all Japan... Or not New Japan. All Japan, because... Um, in New Japan, uh, Andre was done fucking a bunch of small ladies, so we wanted to move on to a different company. And this is what it sounded like when Andre came. <laughs> then, um, <laughs> probably yeah, for sure, loud. Just oh, oh my god, who spilled an entire bowl of cream of mushroom soup? Then, uh, <laughs> no mouth noise, just a dick yeah. noise. Rah. I, I've trained myself not to do pleasure. Imagine if Andre D- the Giant's uh, only part of his body that was in proportion was his dick. Like, how fucking much does God hate you that it's like, oh, you're a giant guy? Except for that. That's going to let people down. That would be great if it was five. Just a tight five. Oh, yeah. Just a five. Like, a nice five. It's a, ni- a nice, pretty five-inch cock. No one's complaining, but if it's on Andre the Giant, you're pissed. Like, the whole reason you did this was to tell your friends, and now you have nothing to It'd be to like tell. getting into a Lamborghini to find out that they have plastic seats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. I, um, I, yeah, I got a Lambo, but, like, I'm still thrifty, so, like, the windows are all rolled down. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's a Lambo. Had the air conditioner removed. Uh... Don't wanna, <laughs> don't always don't wanna waste fuel, baby. This car is fast enough; it will speed up. What about traffic? Ah, shut up! <laughs> shut your goddamn mouth! Slut, slut. Billy D. Sick. What? What was that? He goes an anaphylactic chuck. Well, that's what I was trying to. I was trying to get yeah, you back. Billy D. Claims he he ate some clam chowder at a movie theater and got anaphylactic shock. No, he just has a really fucking weird bad heart. That's what I think it is. And Vince McMahon didn't want someone oh, for sure. in his ring. So they bring in Crush. This time. This time. He was like, you're not a member of the Hart family, so you don't, I want to make sure you live. Yeah, I think Vince's official statement was, when they die in my ring, they go splat. They don't just fall over. Yeah, when they die in my ring, I make sure they're dead. (laughs) If you die in my ring, someone's pinning you. One, two, three. 
Sorry, Charles Wright's only here to pin the corpse, so he's the Intercontinental Champion. Do you guys. think what one two when three, Owen he won the match? Owen hit the mat. All that Mark Henry thought was, well, guess I'm going to become the Intercontinental Champion. It was actually the Godfather. Fuck. It was in the match, but they all look the same. You're right, Mark Henry. Then nice. Mark Henry then interfered in a different match, dressed as the Blue Blazer, and it was the best. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is, of course, when we get Brian Adams as part of a demolition. He was working as the American Ninja in Portland. We won't go too much into Brian Adams because we're getting our own crush-only episode. Or, as everyone else termed it, the man they kept trying to make good and never was good. Mm, that's right. The And I can't believe I'm saying this. The less fuckable one in Chronic. <laughs> yeah, the guy was just kind of like... Fa- like I mean, Brian Adams fit the bill. He was like a big guy who was kind of had, he had once again that like strong regular life. You're thinking, holy shit, look at the size of that dude. But now it's 1990 in the WWF where everyone's doing like, I'm bulky, but I'm also cut as fuck drugs. He kind of, he's just in demolition. He's just kind of a chunk. He was actually kind of fatter in demolition than any other era in wrestling that I saw him in. No, 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 no. When he debuts his crush, he's the only wrestler I've ever seen that has a decisive beer gut you can see through his signet. I don't know, man. Dusty Rhodes also wrestled. Not, yeah, but he wasn't wearing a siglet. A siglet. I don't know. The Undertaker, as the American badass, had some fucking skinny fat days. Like, people forget how, like, skinny fat the Undertaker got. Oh, he was not skinny fat. When he debuted, he was. Go, like fucking gooey <laughs> but so the freebird freebirds uh sorry demolition uses the freebird rule um so allowing any of two of their members to wrestle because in the basically matches. and i thought that was good out bill Eady in favor of yeah. a new wrestler and this is very interesting because this almost works they almost actually are able to replace john lennon in the beatles essentially with i don't know the guy who sang it for Herman's Hermits. You're calling Billy D the John Lennon of wrestling? I like that. Because he beat his wife? Because he beat his wife. I was going to say because he drank a, uh, a jug of vodka every day and hung out with Harry Nielsen. But you took it to the true place. <laughs> That's very funny. Um, yeah, they, feud, they do a feud with the, um, obviously, with the Legion of Doom, the LOD, the Road Warriors. How do how do the LOD debut in the WWF, Dylan? They uh, get cigarettes for uh, Jimmy Valiant. No, that's how they met Vince McMahon. How they debut is Heart Foundation versus Demolition in a two out of three falls match for the tag team titles. One of the best matches in Super in SummerSlam history and the best match on that SummerSlam by far, by fucking far. And the Road Warriors come down to the ring and as they're taking off their shoulder pads the noise you hear when you watch this match is fucking insane it's like nakamura coming out when we used to like singing to his song i mean the world warriors got crazy pops no matter where they went and this was no exception they were also like vince mcmahon's dream tag team two cut dudes and they had those badass shoulder pads. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think I started res- watching wrestling intensely when I was five. So, like, I think this was probably when I, like, th- this is why I always was way more of a R- Road Warriors fan than a Demolition fan. Yeah, you just caught, you You see, unlike me, who's been a wrestling fan till I fucking die. Day one, I was watching Saturday Night's main event. That's how fucking cool I am. Are you serious? That's really Thank cool. Thank you for saying so. 
and my dick's bigger. My dick is as big as you would think, Andre the Giant. <laughs> Five and a half inches. Yeah, three inches. <laughs> <laughs> but I know how to use that buzz. Go ahead, Dylan. <laughs> Done wrestling by um, like late ninety, and obviously the Brian Adams and Barry Darso thing doesn't work exactly correctly. Basically, because you can't just plug someone into that. No, we, and they also try other things. They bring in oh, uh, Mr. Fuji to be the manager again, and it just doesn't work. They don't have the same chemistry. They don't have the same cool move set. Bill Eady really probably inspired Barry Darso. Luckily, um, uh, uh, luckily for all of us, guess what happens? Uh, they uh, X and um, goes and finds a Moon Dog Rex, and they go to the Indies as the Demolishers, and gain a lot of weight and are very sad. It's great. Yes, th- some great stuff has happened with Demolition being on the Indies. They appear in s- on shoot interviews wearing their makeup absolutely all the time i enjoy that it's so funny to see a guy in makeup and a golf I shirt mean, it's so good just to see bill ed trying to talk seriously about being uh mr wrestling or the mass superstar pardon me while wearing a radio station t-shirt and badly put on makeup <laughs> he was also the booker for um oh my god for that texas uh it's like a texas um uh jesus christ how the fuck am I forgetting every word in the goddamn language? He was a booker for a promotion in Texas in like late 80s, early 90s as well. While he was WCCW? Like phasing out of being a demolition. Mm, it was after that. It was after W. After it was WCCW, it was also it was then sold Jerry to Jarrett. Jerry Jarrett. And then Bill Eady took that over. USWA is what that was. It was G... GWF or something. The place Booker T started. B- Billy Billy D. Oh, that place. The place. The weird one that like Bruce Pritchard worked at for a minute. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's weird that they never got another run. I'm surprised WCW actually didn't try and bring in Billy D briefly, but I think the heat, uh, the heart issue that was probably either very yes. much exaggerated by doctors just prevented them from getting other contracts. Barry Darso went on to be possibly the most decorated wrestler of all time in terms of. Uh, he wore a lot of different costumes, which are decoration. It, <laughs> he, it, it just pisses me off that like this could never happen now. Like a team like Demolition could never happen no, now never. because exactly. the the chanting of Moondog would have completely torpedoed the team from the jump, and then everyone would have been tweeting like, "Why are they trying to convince me that that's not that's not Moondog?" This is what this is what Demolition's career would be like in the modern WWE. This is what it would be like. Get out! So much gas. I'm a, I'm a gassy boy. From taking D, <laughs> you got a bunch of air up there because you take a bunch of dick. Nice. So of course, of course, Crush of course returns as I love Hawaii. Also, I'll crush your goddamn skull. And then Barry Darso continues his. What? I steal stuff? Okay. Hey, fat. You're fat. Shut up. I got a TV. I stole it or I bought it? I stole it. You're fat. Yeah, well, I just look at a kiss. All right. Yeah. I'm looking for a little smooch. Fat ass or skinny? Okay, you're fat. Whatever. Demolition also appeared uh, at Chica- in, at Shinkara and were eliminated from the tag team term, uh, uh, turmoil battle royal by the powers of pain, which I just love so much. I think that 
demolition could have been like they kind of like exactly stayed their welcome. Oddly, Bill Eadie's like health problems were very well timed <laughs> because it was like just get out while everyone still remembers you. You have had it having more on years than off years. You know what I mean? Like they had three great years and one weird one and then they were done. And they were brought in how they should be, which was job to the guys who are essentially going to take your place, which are the Road Warriors. For some reason, I place this as the, I always thought demolition, like, were at the height of their powers, and then the Road Warriors came in, and then they just booted demolition all of a sudden. But then, kind of doing all the research, I realized, like, okay, demolition was on the way down, and then the Road Warriors took their spot. So it really did work spectacularly. But the thing was, Pritchard says at least that the Road Warriors were not cheered over Demolition because everyone knew Demolition from the WWF days and no one really knew who the Road Warriors were. And it was kind of like an inside baseball thing to know who the Road Warriors were because that meant you were a wrestling fan and not just watching WWF. And I think there is something to that for sure. Like that happened a lot with uh, Shane McMahon and Rob Van Dam. This is the last time I can remember that when Re- Shane would do the coast to coast with the whatever, and but every ECW fan guy who watched ECW regularly was so pissed that Shane just jacked the Van Terminator and made it worse. Yeah, it was awful. Good. Uh, what's your favorite thing about Demolition, John? My my favorite thing about Demolition, fucking yeah, uh, ring gear. The ring gear also ring gear paired with Jesse Ventura's description of them. Because the one cool thing that Jesse Ventura never stopped liking Demolition, even when they became good guys. Yeah. I mean, having a specific person on the show always trying to put you over is great for the team, obviously. And look at what, if you want a modern example of that, look at what Michael Cole did for The Miz and Alex Riley. Like, he got that feud over. Oh, that's a Alex fucking Riley, great point. Classically, he classically Alex Riley was not over outside of if he fought the Miz, everyone was uh, cheering, and he was a huge babyface. And if he wasn't, everyone, no one could give a flying fuck. It was the Virgil effect essentially. Um, but you, if you have a, if you have the commentator who just picks a mid card team or a lower mid card team and just loves them, then now they're uh, everyone on the show will know who they are, and it's a definitive part of the show. It's super easy. I think the best thing about Demolition was their finisher. It was great. It was great because it wasn't smooth like a wrestling move. Like, it was like the guy actually fucking flipped over looked very dangerous. Yeah. Couldn't do it now because it would just break a guy's back. Oh, yeah. They definitely damaged a couple of jobbers' necks. Faux show. Worst thing about Demolition, Dylan, go ahead. Their bodies. Wrong. Attitude. Okay. Attitude. The worst thing about Demolition was if you look at pictures of them in the Leather Daddy stuff and just how they n- neither of them tanned, so it was just like me and Leather yeah, Daddy. Yeah, no. The, the worst thing about them for me was their hair. Their hair was awful. I've never seen two. Oh, the balding. Yeah. yeah. Also dry, like dry hair. Just shave your heads, guys. Like just shave your heads. But I mean, it is the '80s, and you need long hair to be a goddamn wrestler in the '80s. So that. But how I much mean, scarier would these guys be with just shaved? Clean heads. I don't think they are scarier with shaved clean heads. I think it's way scarier to bald, be bald, but still have long hair. I think that's terrifying because that shows like I don't fucking care. Like I don't care what I look like. Yeah, but people only started acknowledging like hair loss in men middle nineties when it was like just shave your head and everyone's cool with it. Before then, it was like cover it up. 
get a comb over and glue it. it. Really? It really was Michael Jordan that did that. Yeah. Michael Jordan was like, yeah, I started losing my hair, so I shaved my head. And every, every white person was like, that's the most brilliant thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I've been trying to just grow a longer ponytail, but this is much yeah. better. I can't believe Larry Bird with weird skin is speaking such truths. <laughs> oh, God, that completes the demolition episode, Johnny boy. What a fun I'm time. I'm going to go to bed after I watch so much demolition. Oh, I might put a, I might put Game of Thrones on to be a real... Let's just say it. A real Tully Blanchard. Ooh. John will be online complaining about how the uh, Arya Stark sex scene took place too late in the series for his I'm taste. Just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying it would have been better to the more dynamic to the narrative if we saw it earlier. That's all I'm saying. It would have been first season, first show. Get it over with. Get me to be a fan. That's John Hastings online. Well, it's better than you, Dylan, who's an actual pedophile. Dylan has fucked kids. <laughs> there we go. We're both tired and yeah. it's not clever. Dylan ha- has been brought up in meetings at the Catholic Church and they said, be more like him. He doesn't get caught. He doesn't <laughs> get caught. He just stands there, looks the parents in the eye and goes, your fault. And then he leaves. Dylan got the Eastern Area Rapist. That's you. John, do you have anything fun to promote? Yeah, me and Cole Cabana are doing uh, comedy and commentary to bad wrestling every night at the Muckle Barrel 2 at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. And I'm doing my show right beforehand, 9.30, also in the Monkey Barrel. Be there or suck dick by choice. It cut out, so I don't know if Dylan is plugging nice. or not. But I assume that he is. No, I, I I waited till I I, wait, I waited till you were done because I also I had no idea what you were saying. Uh, any other information on my stuff, you can go to dylangott.net, baby, or you can go to at dylangott on Twitter, d y l a n g o t t. We are of course on Twitter and Instagram at wrestler review at wrestler review on Twitter and Instagram. You can donate to us at patreon.com backslash wrestler review. Uh, I believe as of this recording, we'll have Jimmy Snooker part two up the WWF years, uh, plus the drive drive anywhere I want on the goddamn road years. That second half of his career of our three part series on Jimmy Snooker only on Patreon. And if you'd like, we're also on Facebook. That's the wrestler review podcast on Facebook. So please like all our stuff. Give us money, please. We're so tired, and we're so horny for you guys. Thanks very much for listening, guys. We'll be back next week. I think we're doing Crush, and then it's just whiling down the weeks until our however many parts we can squeeze out of it, Billy Gunn extravaganza. Ladies and gentlemen, I, can't, I hope you're excited. The summer of Gunn. Yeah, the, the summer and portions S-O-G. of the fall. OG. Billy Gunn. The rest of our life of Billy Gunn. And then... the. After that, the duration of the podcast will be with Scotty Too Hottie in our 98-part Scotty Too Hottie series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And after our 98-part Scotty Too Hottie, we're going to do 45 minutes on Bill Dundee. <laughs> oh, buddy. Uh, I think we could interview Bill Dundee and just be like, Bill, we're charging you with crimes. And he's like, I get it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Okay. Yeah, yeah, someone should avenge my son. <laughs> I guess you got old Bill, didn't you? <laughs> all right. Thanks very much for listening, guys. Uh, we love you all. Thanks so much for listening. You guys are great. Yeah, kiss me. Unprotected.